Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. How are you all doing? Alhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd fa'arudu billahi min ash-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahi rahman rahim Rabbishrah li sadri wa yassir li amri wahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Kitabu al-Zakat, we were doing bab number 11. Bab ayyu sadaqati afdal. Which sadaqah is the best? And we learned that sadaqah given at a time when you have money and you look forward to using it, but at the same time you fear poverty and you are a little selfish about your money and you are healthy in your body, at that time when you give sadaqah, that sadaqah is the best. Then in Bab 12, Imam Bukhari brings another hadith and he doesn't give a chapter heading to it because this is connected to the previous حدثنا موسى بن إسماعيل حدثنا أبو عوانة عن فراس عن الشعبي عن مسروق عن عائشة رضي الله عنها عائشة رضي الله عنها reported that أن بعض أزواج النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم that some wives of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم قلنا للنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم they said to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that أينا أسرع بك لحوقا which of us will meet you first meaning when you die then which of us is going to meet you first? Which of us is going to join you first? Qala, he said, yadan. The one who has the longest hand. So they took something and they started measuring their hands. Meaning they started measuring their hands to see whose hand was the longest. So when they measured their hands, فَكَانَتْ سَوْدَةُ أَطْوَلَهُنَّ yadan. So Sauda رضي الله عنها, her hand was the longest because it is said that she was also very tall. فَعَلِمْنَا بَعْدُ أَنَّمَا كَانَتْ طُولَ يَدِهَا الصَّدَقَةِ Later we realized that what the Prophet ﷺ meant by the long hand was not the long hand in a physical sense, but in terms of generosity, in terms of giving sadaqa. Because Sauda anha was not the first to die after the Prophet ﷺ. She was not the first to meet him in the hereafter. It was actually Zainab radiallahu anha. And the, her name is not mentioned over here, but it's mentioned in other versions. وَكَانَتْ أَسْرَعَنَا لُحُوقًا بِهِ وَكَانَتْ تُحِبُّ الصَّدَقَةِ She was the first of us to meet him, and she used to love giving sadaqa. So what do we see in this hadith? That the more generous person hmm, was to meet the Prophet ﷺ first. So generosity is something that brings a person closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also it brings a person closer to Allah's beloved servants. Because al-mar'u ma'aman ahabba and a person will be with those whom he is like. Not just those whom he loves but also those that he is like. So it is the quality of the righteous to spend generously in the way of Allah. Especially the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he used to give a lot of sadaqah. Bab Sadaqatil Alaniya Giving Sadaqa openly, publicly, so that others can see, others can find out that you gave Sadaqa, this is the amount. So for example, online you make a contribution and it gives your name, that you gave a hundred dollars or you gave fifty dollars or, you know, it shows your name. Is that permissible? Or you, there is so many people in the masjid and you put a donation in the box. Is that permissible? وَقَوْلِهِ And the statement of Allah the Exalted الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ بِالْلَيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ سِرًّا وَعَلَانِيَةً إِلَى قَوْلِهِ To his statement وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ Here Imam Bukhari brings an ayah from Surah Al-Baqarah which is that those who spend their wealth 
in the night and in the day, secretly and openly, shall have their reward with their Lord, and they will have no fear, nor will they grieve. So in this ayah, it's very clear that it is permissible to spend, to give charity openly. Right? And of course, when a person is giving openly, then he has to ensure that his intention is sincere. Right? And that is something that a person should be careful about even when he's giving sadaqah secretly. Right? But of course, when you're giving it openly, you have to be more careful about that. But in this ayah, it's clear that it's permissible and it's also rewardable to give sadaqah openly. One more thing that's mentioned in this ayah is spending in the night. Bil-layli wa nahari Many times we give sadaqah in the day. But we should also give sadaqah in the night. In a hadith we learn, you know, the hadith that tells us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls the servants at the end of the night. Calling them that who is there to ask me so that I give him. And one of the hadith also mentions that who will lend a loan to the one who is not poor. Meaning, who will spend in the way of Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala invites us to spend in His way in the night also. And these days, alhamdulillah, it's really not difficult. You're up for most of the night anyway. Either you're at the masjid or you're at home and your phone or your, and your computer are very accessible to you. So make sure that, especially now in the last 10 nights, every single night, make sure you give some sadaqah. Even if it's a little bit, but give some sadaqah. Because spending in the night has its own significance. Bab sadaqati sir. Giving sadaqah in secret. وَقَالَ أَبُوْ هُرَيْرَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ أَبُوْ هُرَيْرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ said عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ From the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم وَرَجُلٌ تَصَدَّقَ بِصَدَقَةٍ فَأَخْفَاهَا And a man who gives charity in such a way that he conceals it. How does he conceal it? حَتَّى لَا تَعْلَمَ شِمَالُهُ So much so that his left does not know مَا صَنَعَتْ يَمِينُهُ What his right did. وَقَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى And Allah the Exalted has said, وَإِن تُخْفُوهَا And if you conceal your charity, وَتُؤْتُوهَا الْفُقَرَاءَ And you give it to the poor, فَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ Then that is better for you. So now you see over here that first of all, Imam Bukhari is bringing a mu'allaq hadith. He doesn't mention the entire chain. Why is he bringing it in a mu'allaq form? Because later he will mention this hadith in full. Here he's bringing only a portion of the hadith. And he's bringing it as a supportive evidence. And you see, the ayah is also mentioned over here. So in this hadith, this part of hadith, remember that this is the hadith in which we learn about seven types of people that will be in the shade of Allah on the Day of Judgment. They will be under the shade of Allah on the Day of Judgment. And one of them will be this person who gives charity in a way, he gives it so secretly that his left does not know what his right gave. What does this mean? This means two things. The first meaning is that he gives it with utmost secrecy. With utmost secrecy. So secretly, and this is basically explaining how secretly he's giving sadaqah, that even his left hand does not know what his right hand has given. This is not literal. This is not literal. It is figurative speech. But to show the utmost secrecy with which this person has given sadaqah. You know, sometimes when you take money out of your bank account, for example, right? and if it's a shared account, so for example, with your sister or your husband, then you will see that, okay, you took out $100. Where'd that money go? 
or you have to at least let him know that you know I gave that money for donation for example it's not secret anymore right you hid it from the people but you couldn't really hide it from your husband right you gave it to a launch good campaign again he saw it right so you couldn't really hide it you want to make sure that you completely hide it so what do you do the cash that you have that was supposed to be for for example groceries or something that you were going to buy from that you give sadaqa and it's he's okay with that and inshallah we'll learn about it it's your own money So you give it in such a way that it's untraceable. Untraceable. You know, sometimes we give a donation and we get a tax receipt. So again, that donation is traceable. You give it in such a way that it shows up in your banking. So this is sadaqa with so much secrecy that it's untraceable. That no one knows. It's a complete secret between the servant and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if a person gives sadaqah like this, then this action will inshallah bring him in that special shade on the Day of Judgment. The second interpretation of this is that what is meant by shimal is not his left hand, but the one on his left side. The person on his left side. So he gives it with so much secrecy that the person on his left side does not know what he gave with his right hand. That so quietly while passing, right, a person just drops the money or gives the money to the poor person that the, guy, the person walking with him has no clue, no idea. So this is also a way of giving sadaqah. Now we see that here especially spending or giving sadaqah secretly is emphasized. The reward of giving sadaqah secretly is very clear. What's the reward? The special shade on the Day of Judgment. And secondly, we see this ayah, that وَإِن تُخْفُوهَا وَتُؤْتُوهَا الْفُقَرَاءِ That if you conceal sadaqah and you give it to the poor, فَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ It's better for you. It's good for the poor person anyway, when you give it to him secretly. Right? Because every person has self-respect. And if you give someone charity openly, then it hurts them. That everybody knows now that I am in need. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that if you give charity secretly to the poor, it's better for you. It's better for the giver. Not just the recipient, but also the giver. How is it better for the giver? Okay, more reward, but also what? How is it better for you? Yes? Okay, purification of the heart. What else? Okay, it ensures that your intention remains sincere. The thing is, we are weak. Alright? We seek acknowledgement. We want to be acknowledged. And when we want to be acknowledged, sometimes that can corrupt our intention. So to ensure that your intention remains sincere, give sadaqah secretly also. But this doesn't mean that giving sadaqah openly is prohibited. We have learned about that earlier. Bab When someone unknowingly gives sadaqah to a rich person, Unknowingly, he gives sadaqah to a rich person, and then later on he finds out, oh, this person is actually rich. I thought he was poor. And remember that in all of these ahadiths, sadaqah doesn't just mean voluntary charity; it also means zakat. حدثنا أبو اليمان أخبرنا شعيب حدثنا أبو الزناد عن الأعرج عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال قال رجل the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said that a man said. I am definitely going to give sadaqah. He made this firm resolve that he was going to give sadaqah. 
So what happened? فَخَرَجَ بِصَدَقَتِهِ So he went out with his sadaqa to give but فَوَضَعَهَا فِي يَدِ سَارِقٍ But he put it in the hand of a thief. فَأَصْبَحُوا So the people entered the morning يَتَحَدَّثُونَ And they were talking to صُدِّقَ عَلَى سَارِقٍ A thief was given charity last night. فَقَالَ So the man said اللَّهُمَّ لَكَ الْحَمْدُ Oh Allah, all praise to you that now I'm going to have to give sadaqah again. So he said, لَأَتَصَدَّقَنَّ بِصَدَقَةٍ I'm going to give sadaqah. فَخَرَجَ بِصَدَقَتِهِ فَوَضَعَهَا فِي يَدَيْ زَانِيَةٍ He went out with the sadaqah and he put it in the hand of a prostitute. فَأَصْبَحُوا يَتَحَدَّثُونَ تُصُدِّقَ اللَّيْلَةَ عَلَى زَانِيَةٍ So the people began talking in the morning that last night somebody gave charity to a prostitute. فَقَالَ اللَّهُمَّ لَكَ الْحَمْدُ He said, Oh Allah, all praise to you. عَلَى زَانِيَةٍ I gave it to a zaniya. لَأَتَصَدَّقَنَّ بِصَدَقَةٍ I'm going to give sadaqah. فَخَرَجَ بِصَدَقَتِهِ فَوَضَعَهَا فِي يَدَيْ غَنِيٍّ So he went out with the sadaqah and this time he gave it to a rich person. You see, he sees a person, he gives it to him. He doesn't inquire. So tell me how much your income is. And tell me how much your bills are. And your expenses are. And your loans. And I want to make sure that you are a really poor person so that I can give you sadaqah. Literally, sometimes people do that. They interrogate those to whom zakat is to be given or those to whom sadaqah is to be given. Right? It's embarrassing. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that you will recognize them. So anyway, he gave it to a rich person. فَأَصْبَحُوا يَتَحَدَّثُونَ تُصُدِّقَ عَلَىٰ غَنِيٍّ فَقَالَ اللَّهُمَّ لَكَ الْحَمْدُ Again, same talk in the morning and he said, All praise to you, O Allah. عَلَىٰ سَارِقٍ وَعَلَىٰ زَانِيَةٍ وَعَلَىٰ غَنِيٍّ Three tries and this is what happened. فَأُتِيَ So he went to someone, فَقِيلَ لَهُ And it was said to him, meaning he inquired about this and he was told that أَمَّا صَدَقَتُكَ عَلَىٰ سَارِقٍ As for your charity to the then perhaps your charity to him stopped him from stealing. And as for the prostitute, then perhaps your charity prevented her from committing sin. And as for the rich person, then perhaps he took a lesson. And then he also gave from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him. So we see over here that give your charity and you're not responsible for the recipient. You're supposed to give. Of course, when it comes to zakat, right? when it comes to zakat, then you have to know that the person is, you know, he falls in one of the categories that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has specified. Right? However, what if you, you know, see that someone is in need and you assume that they are miskeen, and you give them zakat. Right? You give them zakat. And then the next day you see them walking with an iPhone 8. Hmm? So now you're like, what's going on? Is my zakat valid? Do I take my zakat back from them? Do I give zakat again? You don't have to worry about it. Your zakat is valid. But you have to do your due diligence before giving zakat. However, afterwards, if you find out that they are ghani, that's not your fault. It's quite possible that they use that zakat money to get the phone, maybe. 
Unfortunately, this is something that has become a part of Muslim communities the world over. You know, when I first came to Canada, I thought, okay, here you don't see people begging. But now even that is changing. Sometimes in masjid parking lots, sometimes on main intersections, women in hijab are begging and it's embarrassing. And sometimes I've actually pulled over to look at them and stop them and talk to them, but they completely ignore or they walk away. This is also rumored that we've heard that sometimes they're not even Muslim, they're just dressed as Muslim claiming to be Syrian so that people will donate and give them. Now, in this situation, the thing is that, you know, you may not be in a position to tell someone to stop begging. You may not be in a position like that. Maybe the Masjid administration has done their part. Maybe security has been called and maybe they've done their part and still people keep coming. Do you have a right to yell at them? No. Do you have a right to be rude to them? No. You cannot do that. However, if someone is asking you, what was the way of the Prophet ﷺ? He would give something. Write something. So, keep some candy with you. You know, even, seriously, keep some candy with you. Wrap candy, keep it with you, offer that. Right? Then you can also give it to these beautiful little ones. And if, you know, sometimes you can also give change. You know, sometimes you see a person asking for money and you can tell from their face that they're going to do drugs. They're just waiting to collect those $20, $50 so that they can go buy their next dose, right? Even then, if you have, and if somebody is asking you sometimes in God's name, you know, when they see you dressed religiously, sometimes they do that. You have, you have money. You know, giving 50 cents maybe is not going to make a difference to you. But perhaps giving that 50 cents is going to help this person buy his lunch maybe. You never know. Maybe he's not going to buy his drugs with it. Maybe he's actually going to go buy lunch with it. Or offer to buy them lunch instead. Right? Offer to buy them lunch. Say that I can get you some lunch from inside. And many times they will actually appreciate that. And the thing is that as a human being, okay, they might be addicted to drugs, but their drugs is not the only need they have. You understand? They're still human. They need food. They need shelter. They need clothing. So maybe if you give them some money, they will not continue to beg and they will actually go buy clothes or they will go buy food. Maybe. You never know. So don't worry about the person who is asking. You should be concerned about yourself. And remember that companion who was so sincere that... Remember when he bought the horse and he went and paid more money and more money and more money knowing that he could afford. Again, you can give it to a non-Muslim also. You can. There's no harm. But of course, the thing is when someone's asking, I don't know how you can say no and, and walk away. Do you understand? If someone's begging, asking, you know, in the Quran we're told, قَوْلٌ مَعْرُوفٌ خَيْرٌ مِّن صَدَقَةٍ يَتْبَعُهَا أَذَا That a good word is better than a charity that is followed by hurtful words. So sometimes we can hurt a person by ignoring them or by saying something harsh or rude to them. So when you have, when you can give, then give food or anything. If nothing, a good word. But be a giver. Sometimes we're only concerned about others. Oh, these are professional beggars and so on and so forth. Forget about them. In this hadith, what do we learn? Prostitute. Rich person. Thief, whoever they are, whatever crimes they're doing, that's not your business. Your business right now is you have an opportunity to give. Are you going to take advantage of that privilege or are you going to ignore it? Bab, ida tasaddaqa, 
When someone gives sadaqah to his own son and he doesn't realize. Now the thing is that zakat specifically cannot be given to one's parents or children. You cannot give zakat to your parents, grandparents, so and so forth, or your children. Okay? But what if it happens unknowingly? That you give zakat. Okay? You've given your zakat. And now your son, your own child, or your own parents are in need. And they go and collect that zakat. So for example, you give a piece of gold in zakat. And that piece of gold ends up with your own daughter or own mother. You understand? So are you going to be like, well, my zakat is not valid? Or are you going to be upset with your mother or your child and go return this? Because this, is, this was not for you? No, you can't do that. حدثنا محمد بن يوسف حدثنا إسرائيل حدثنا أبو الجويرية أن معنى بن يزيد رضي الله عنه حدثه قال بايعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم So معنى بن يزيد said that I gave my pledge to the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم أنا وأبي وجدي Me, I gave my pledge, my father gave his pledge and also my grandfather All three of us gave our pledge to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم meaning we embraced Islam وخطب علي فأنكحني and the Prophet ﷺ also got me married. إِلَيْهِ And I took my dispute to him also. He's showing his connection with the Prophet ﷺ. I gave my pledge to him. He got me married. And then when I had this major dispute, I went to him with it. He solved it. What was that dispute? That, وَكَانَ أَبِي يَزِيد, That my father Yazid أَخْرَجَ دنانير. He took out some dinar, gold coins, يَتَصَدَّقُ بِهَا And his intention was to give them as charity. So what did he do? فَوَضَعَهَا عِنْدَ رَجُلٍ فِي الْمَسْجِدِ So he put those gold coins near a man in the masjid. Which man? The man who was appointed to distribute the charity. You know, So the sadaqah is there in front of him and those in need would just come and take it. فَجِئْتُ So I went to the masjid. فَأَخَذْتُهَا So I took those gold coins. And فَأَتَيْتُهُ بِهَا And I came to my father with it. Then got money. فَقَالَ So my father said, وَاللَّهِ مَا إِيَّاكَ أَرَدْتُ By Allah, I didn't intend to give this to you. This was not supposed to be for you. فَخَاصَمْتُهُ إِلَى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم. So I took him to the Prophet ﷺ with this dispute that my father gave this. I didn't know. I took it because it was being given in charity. And my father is not happy with this. فَقَالَ So the Prophet ﷺ said, لَكَ مَا نَوَيْتَ يَا يَزِيدُ وَلَكَ مَا أَخَذْتَ يَا مَعْنُ Very important. لَكَ مَا نَوَيْتَ For you is what you intended, يَا يَزِيدُ O Yazid. Who's Yazid? The father. Meaning, you intended to give charity, you gave it, and you will get the reward according to your intention. وَلَكَ مَا أَخَذْتَ يَا مَعْنُ And O Ma'an, you will have what you took. Meaning, you were in need, Charity was being given, you accepted it, and that's okay. So you see what's happening here? The charity of the father was valid, and for the son to accept that charity was also valid. But remember that a father should not directly give his zakat to his son. If, for example, the father gives his zakat to a certain organization, so that they distribute it. And the son goes to that same organization because he's in need, and he receives zakat money from there. Is that okay? Yes, it's okay. It's permissible because the father will have what he intended and the son will have what he received. 
Can a father give voluntary sadaqah to his son? Yes. But when it comes to zakat, then that is not permissible. Alright? Rather, there is some detail actually. There are some situations in which zakat could be given to parents or children and that is a situation where the father, so for example, the father or the son, right, or the mother or the daughter, has taken a loan, okay, has taken a loan for something other than spending on themselves. Remember that the reason why you cannot give zakat to your parents or children is because you are obligated to spend on them. A husband cannot give zakat to his wife. Why? Because he's obligated to spend on her. Can a wife give zakat to her husband? Yes, because she's not obligated to spend on him. So now, if, let's say, the father takes a loan to fulfill his needs. He has some bills to pay and he doesn't have any money. So he takes a loan and he pays off that bill. Okay? Or for example, there was a medical emergency. They didn't have any health insurance. They were not in Canada or the UK. So they had a huge expense. And so the father borrowed money. But this money was what? To cover his need. Can the son give zakat to the father over here? To pay off the debt? No. Why? Because the son should spend on his father in this situation anyway. Because the father is fulfilling his need with that loan. But let's say the father borrows some money. Why? So that he can, you know, start a business with which he's not going to cover his needs, but he's just investing that money so that he can use the profits to, let's say, give to the poor, for example. What happens? That investment is a complete fail. And now that father is in debt. You understand? He borrowed the money not to fulfill his own need, but for some other cause. Now he's in debt. Can the son give zakat to his father over here to pay off that debt? Yes. You understand? So here, he can give. And of course, vice versa also, if the son is the one who's taken the loan, or the daughter is the one who's taken the loan, etc., then that's permissible. Ibn Qudama said that none of the obligatory zakat should be given to parents, no matter how far the line of ascent goes. Or to children, no matter how far the line of descent goes. Meaning, parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, etc., and I mentioned the exception to you. Okay? So inshallah we'll conclude over here. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.